Let's turn our Bibles, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to be picking up in verse 12, I'm going to go through verse 31, and I do think I can get it all done, uh, only because, uh, man, I just hit the 7200 mark on my steps too, this fat boy's moving, son, I didn't get them all done on that one trip, but I got a lot done, huh, it was the fall, alright, so, I'm <clears throat> get a water, and um, what I want to do tonight is pick up where Joshua stopped, all right? He did a great job last week. Uh, that, is the, that, that is as close as you can get uh, without causing somebody uh, to want to shoot and kill you out in the parking lot. Uh, because I will tell you, the thing that he spoke on last Wednesday night, if you go on YouTube right now, there's two groups of people. There's the, there's the uh, cessationist, that would be like their uh, Steve Lawson, uh, your G3 people, all right? They did a movie, all right? And on that movie, it's talking about the gifts, all right? The continuation of the gifts. And then you got the Remnant Radio. These guys are now critiquing that movie, all right? And they're kind of, they're kind of at each other, all right? It's a very contentious, it's a very debatable passage. And so that's a, it's, a, it's a huge passage for you to be able to sit through, listen, but it's also on that podcast. So that way you can go and you can listen to it again. Uh, for me, I'm going to line up where our pastor lines up at, where, uh, where, where Joshua would have told you last week. Um, and so, and so what, what we've got to do now, though, is, is this, this verse 12 is a continuation of that topic. And what we need to realize is, is that as you pick up in verse 12, let's read, ver, let's read verse 11. What, what's what he says here. Paul says, But all of these gifts worketh that one... And the self-same spirit, dividing to every man, uh, severing as he will. All right? So, again, what I did in verse 11 is I underlined the word self-same spirit. It would do you well to do that because the gifts, they are divided and they're given by the spirit. We're going to see that tonight in about three different times. We'll look back and we'll see it said two more times in the passage that Joshua covered last week. But notice what happens here in verse 12. You ready? For as the body is one, and I'm going to read all the way to verse 31. I'm not going to do any commentating. and I'll come back. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles or whether we be bond or free or, or have been made all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not a hand, the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, it is, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, were, uh, where were the hearing? If the whole, if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set members, every one of them in the body, and as it hath pleased him, that is God. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. 
And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, or nor again can the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon those we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Now listen, it took me, we're going to go back and hit it again. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, then all the members rejoice with it. Now we are the body of Christ, and the members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of the healings and helps and governments and diversity of tongues. Are all, the, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. I love that part. But... Convey earnestly the best gifts, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Pretty cool passage, okay? And what happens here is, is what Paul is doing is Paul is dealing with a group of people that have gotten very, um, very boastful about, about a gift. People that were, I believe, was pretending to pretending to have certain gifts, and they were portraying to have uh, maybe uh, the gift of healing or the gift of tongues. I don't know if y'all watch much uh, TV or you watch much TV evangelists, but I watch uh, the one called um, Woke Preacher Clips. It would do you well to watch it. It's a great, great YouTube channel. But Woke Preacher Clips has a lot of that nonsense. Another one is the Holy Nope. All right. That guy's amazing. The Holy Nope. You will enjoy him. He's got a mustache with a handlebar mustache. He looks funny as all get out, but he's the Holy Nope. And what he does is he deals with a lot of that nonsense like I'm talking about. And that is where such as a man the other day was preaching about how in the world we'd spend so much money on handicapped parking spaces. And we at the church, we spend so much money on handicap, you know, handicap this and handicap that. Why don't we just lay our hands? hands on someone and let's heal them. Let's believe in healing them. And this guy's wearing glasses that's preaching this at the same time. And so the Holy Nope is going, well, well, he's spending a ton of money on glasses. Why don't he just somebody lay the hands on him? So you see the hypocrisy in it, the, the ceiling. But it's sad because there's a ton of people that follow after that. And that's what's going on here. And Paul is trying to bring some order. God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of order. And what he does here in verse 12, notice, you ready? Now I went through, I underlined, I found the word members 13 times in the King James Version. So, so, so there's got to be something about the members. And then I underlined the word one every time I found the word one. Being, you ready? <laughs> Get this, it's crazy. That means to be one. I, I know. I thought you all would appreciate the, the depth of this that I went on. The, I went deep on that one. And, and what it's talking about is how, Toby, you and I, we have, to, we have to find that way in that of a believers. We have to be one, but yet we also have to realize we all are gifted in different ways. All right, so watch what he says, verse 12. For as the body, all right, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, said it twice, said it twice, being many are one body, so also is Christ. What he's saying there is he's saying, listen, all of us that's in this room, 
all of us that's in this church, we are of one body and we are of one, we are of many members. And we're all a body of that of Christ. Christ being the church. Christ the head of the church. And what we realize here is, is that Paul is, he's really setting it up to where he's letting them know, now look, Y'all have had y'all's issues, but let me put your issues back in order. And your order needs to be in this fashion. You ready? While, while there's many of you and there's many different gifts, we're all of one. We're all of one. I, I, I believe, like the commentator believed that I was reading, that Paul is going back to a story that would have been a shared, um, and, and I found this, please don't think poorly on I me mean, uh, on, wi- on Wikipedia, not not the commentary. My commentary is not Wikipedia. But this story about the body, if you'll go look at it, Paul uses these this analogy multiple times through Scripture. And what you would find is, is that many believe that he would have went back to that of this guy named and his name. The best I can do with it is Agrippa Meninius Lanatus, Lanatus, Lanatus. I'm doing pretty good. See, and this was in 503 BC. And what would have happened is, is this man would have shared this same analogy. And it's very possible because he was of the Roman government that Paul, being a Roman citizen, educated Roman citizen, that he would have picked this up from him. And what the story is here. Is that, is that they would talk about how, how the belly, while the belly can't be seen, the belly has just as much as, as importance as that as the big toe does. And, and, and what he does here is if you'll look, that's really what he does. He shows us that, that, that there's people that are saying, well, I am a believer, but I don't want to be a part. And well, then there's someone that is a believer and my gift is greater than that. And it was total, it was a wreck. And watch what he does. You ready? So he picks up this story, the Spirit of God lays it upon his heart, I do believe. Verse 13, for by one Spirit, underline, are we all baptized into one body. That is not the baptism of water, that is the baptism of that of the Spirit of God. That is the moment of regeneration. That is the moment, as Titus 3.5 would say, and we're not going to turn there, but Titus 3.5 would say it's the regeneration. And what happens is, is if this is not a choice that you and I get to have. This is something we just need to acknowledge that's there. I mean, th- th- just think about that for a second. We don't get to choose where we're a part of. Pastor Scott is not at South River Baptist Church because Pastor Scott wants to be here. Okay, Most of you are here because your parents have brought you here. Most of us, you ready? As a minister of the gospel, we go where it is that God wants us to go. We are a part of where God wants us to be a part of. And while we're there, we make the most of it. And what Paul is setting it up here is Paul saying, listen, you people of Corinth, you all have been baptized in one one baptism. The baptism of the Spirit. There is no need of a second baptism. There's some of those people that talk about that. And that is, I'm sure Joshua would have talked about it. And that is where people believe that once you get saved, that your next, your, your next level would be me speaking in tongues. And that would be another level of ba- baptiz- ba- baptized in the Spirit. And now I'm, now I'm speaking gibberish, okay? And then there's another baptism. And, then there's, and, and the, the sad part is, is that, guys, listen, you ready? That is not so. Because in the book of John, the book of John says that when you and I are saved, we are given the full spirit at that time. 
We're, we're, guys, we're, we're given the full spirit. And so there's no need of another baptism. So when you hear that bulloni, you, you need to go, whoa, that's not the, what the word of God says. And what he says here is he says, listen, you're baptized of one, one, one spirit into one body, one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, it doesn't matter. Because why? Because we have all been made, and I underline the word made there, made to drink into one spirit. And it's a, that, that's a picture of, yes, the baptism of the waters, but it's a picture of the, of the Lord's Supper as well. Now, while that's not what that is, but it's given you a picture of that, because if you go to Ephesians chapter 2, watch what happens in, in Ephesians chapter 2. Because of us being made to drink of that. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 2. I'll show you what it does. Ephesians chapter 2. And when I saw this, I'm like, whoo, that's cool. I like Ephesians. Ephesians is one of my favorite books. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened or made alive. I don't know if you got the King James, but you would want to underline the word quickened and you would want to put the word made alive because you and I don't walk around going, well, that's been quickened. All right. Um, that sounds like quicksand. But uh, you have been you have been quickened who were dead in your trespasses and sins. So the moment that you and I got saved. There was life that was put into us. The life that was put into us was not of anything of my doing. It was everything of God's doing. And so at that moment, what would have happened, Molly, is I would have had at that moment the, the regeneration, at that moment, the gifts given to me. And at that moment, I need to start doing what? I need to start serving in the capacity in which he's called me to serve. I need to find it out. It's sad that there's so many people that sit in our pews and never want to find out what it is that God has saved them for. Ne never find out their gift. Never all that. But and they're, and they're okay with just being a pew setter. And what happens is, guys, is they, they lose sight of the fact that you're ready, that at this moment he says, listen, he has, he has given you that life, and that life is found in that one spirit. Because in verse 14, he says, for the body is not one member, but many. It's many members, but one body. Now, hold on. I am not a scientist, nor pretend to be, but I will tell you this. There is a body here, but this body that is here is not one member. It is many members that makes up that one body. I will also tell you this. I found out today, as I was trying to get my mind wrapped around the passage, that if you cut off my two big toes, it would keep me from being able to stand in front of you today and be able to proclaim the message. I would have trouble standing if my two big toes were cut off. There's other parts that goes unseen of your body that, it, that if it was removed, it would be life-threatening. But what we need to realize is, is as we hear Paul speak of these things, what we've got to realize is, guys, is, you ready? Is that there is, there is many members within our church, but each member of this church is part of one body. And I will tell you this, that when I have an ingrown toe on my right foot, Toby, I am and hurting, son. But you ready? It is a very small thing. But man, it will make you have a miserable day. And what Paul is setting them up for is to realize as you get on later into the passage that if this man hurts, I hurt. Why? Because he's part of the body. And you see, we don't see church that way. We don't see student ministry that way. We just got through with our student leadership meeting. 
I would tell you it would do well for some of y'all to cross, cross the aisle. This is kind of like the Republicans and the Democrats. Y'all never cross the aisle to want to talk to one another. And what we need to realize is, is that, hey, you ready? We don't even know if someone over here is hurting because we've not really made it a point to want to ask. And what, what, what did Paul say is he's saying, listen, y'all are so consumed about these spiritual gifts that you've lost sight of the fact that you're of one body. And really, your gift don't mean jack squat if you're, using, if you're making more of that than you are of just the fact of God's salvation. Watch what he does. Verse 15 to verse 18. Because now he points it out. He says this, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? <laughs> I love the question. And if the ear shall say, because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole, if the whole were hearing, where is the smelling? I mean, really, you're sitting there and, and you and I, we read this and we go, man, that's like a Dr. Seuss book or something. And what happens is, is Paul, he's dealing with a bunch of, remember, carnal Christians. That's all the way back in, think, in chapter 3. And the fact that here he's got, he's got these Christians that are so consumed about, well, I, I speak in the tongues or I do this or I do this or I do that. That they've lost sight of really, you ready, really of what, what it's all about. And you ready? And I'm more important than the other. And, and when was it that someone could say, the foot could say, I don't want to be a part of the body no more? Well, that's, that's kind of strange. Isn't that weird? Or what if we were all just one big nose? That's even more weird, all right? Some of us have bigger noses than others. Now, all of us are looking down like this going, man, it's how big is mine? But anyway, but, but think through that. Not all of us have every part of the body, every member has a purpose, and every part of that body has a purpose to a point that you're ready, that it's a purpose that God set it in order for. Remember, you didn't get to choose your ears. God gave you those. Remember, you didn't get to choose your eyes. You didn't get to choose the color. You didn't get to choose what color hair you got. You didn't get to choose. It was God that created you. It was God that put you, that formed you, needed you in your mother's womb. And it is God that put you forth. Okay? Now put that mindset into this and watch what he says in verse 18. But now hath God set the members. I underline that because you ready? Guess who did it? God did it. God's the one that brought you here. I, I, one, of the, one of the student leaders were shared in there about how, about how God had brought them here. And, and, and you got to understand something. Ready? God has got you here for a purpose. And so while you're here, you, you make the most of that. Why you're here. Because he says, it is God that has brought you here. God has set the every members, every one of them in the, one, in the body as if it has pleased him, not pleased God. So you got to remember the people you don't like, they're here because of God. It's here for God, not for you. It's all for the Lord. And, and what happens is, is as you and I, hold on, watch this. As you and I, if we were to start coming through this door as if this was the front door of the church, as we come into this door, imagine if we came with a different attitude of saying this, okay, Lord, you have me here. What do you want me to do instead of what can they do for me? You see, we, we, it's all about me. It, well, woe is me. Nothing goes, it's me, 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 me. And you've got the wrong mindset because you've got to remember God has you here for his good pleasure, not for your good pleasure. And y'all, 
the people wasn't happy about this. Because why? Because they become very prideful, very pomp in that of, of their gifts. Much like I could come and I could demand all of you, you must call me pastor. You know, it's one of those things. You know, I, I, I think that people call you what they call you when, when they respect you for who you are. Now, there is a bit of authority there. I do think that as like when in a Christian school or in school, if I'm doing table talk somewhere, I, I, I would want them to call me Pastor Scott or Mr. Scott or Mr. Towns. Or there, there's a bit of authority there. There's a distinction between me as an adult and them as a student. But I think some of that comes with respect as well. I had a football player, y'all. never would have thought this. Last Friday night, I'm on the sidelines. It was a rough game. And one of the young men that I've been working with, um, he comes over to me and he puts his arm around me and he says, I just want you to know I respect you very much. And this is a young man that I've only been able to really sit down and speak with maybe two or three times. His life is such a mess, y'all. He, 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 needs, he needs the Lord. But listen to me, ready? But it only comes because he's, he knows that I genuinely care. And that, 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 that comes with that of the body. And you and I, we need to be that same way here as well. And that is there's got to be a genuineness about that of who we are and where we are with Christ. Because watch what he does here. I love it when he goes. So, so, so verse 18, he talks about the fact that it's God that said it there. But now what he does, you ready guys? Now what, now what he does is he goes a little deeper and he starts talking about that of not just the outside but the inside. And if there were, verse 19, if they there were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, and I underline that, yet, but there's one body. He's told them that multiple times. Uh, he says this. Uh, hold on, I don't want to read this. No, I don't want to read that. I want to read. Listen to what one guy said. I missed that. That stinks. Let's keep going. Verse 21. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. I underlined, I have no need of you. I have no need of you. Here's where they got to. Where they had gotten to, y'all, is that as they got to a point to where um, their gift was greater than someone else's. And because their gift was greater than them, then there was no need for them. Hold on a second. Who was it that knitted? Who was it that put this body together? Who was it that put this body together? When was it that you got to decide who was needed and who was not needed? When was it that you get to decide that, wait a minute, um, you ready? Uh, hold, hold on. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need. I wrote above that, God forbid. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need, I have no need of you. No one, guys, listen to me, no one in the body, no one can be spared. No one can be spared. Just think about it for a second. If you're in a battle, every, every, every life counts because that's another, that's another body that's fighting. No one can be spared. In, in the body, when you're looking at this, hold on, you ready? Remember my broke pinky? It's getting ready to get cold again. That, that thing is a, man, it's a booger, all right? But that, that jewel, when it gets cold, I have to take my hand and crack her down because I broke it on a redneck water slide back in my early days of a youth pastor. It was glorious. I went down that water slide, y'all, and I was like, Woo! you know, and this girl was standing right there and my pinky caught her ankle. And when it did, it wrapped my pinky around. 
And, uh, and it, it had to break it. Because watch this. Oh, yeah, it clicks hard. But you ready? Hey, I'll take it just like it is because I don't know that I want to go without it. And what happens is, is there's no part of this body that I can spare. None. Then where can you and I get to a point that we have the mindset that comes from pride, that that comes from being arrogant. And that is where we get to a point that we think that someone is lesser of a person or they have lesser of a gift. So therefore, they're not as valuable as the next. And Paul's saying, no, 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 that no, God forbid that's not possible. I, I thought I thought about doing this tonight. There's people. It drives me nuts. I, I thought about putting Steve Warwick right here. Steve is our chairman of our deacons. And I thought about putting Wesley and, and Rodney right here. Because there's people in our church that would look at a deacon and think they're more valuable than that of a Wesley or that of a Rodney. And the sad part is, is that these two young men, guys, they, they work, that they serve. But they do it quietly. They do it behind the scenes. For those of you that go to Headwaters, Wesley would have been in your units almost every day helping paint, helping put down floor, helping somebody do something. And what happens is, guys, is we start looking on the outside and we lose sight of the fact that, listen, you ready? They're here because God's got them here. They're a part of the body. They're a part of the one. And what we have to do is instead of get to a point that we see someone of a lesser than that of another, we need to go, woe is me. And we need to put ourselves back in order. And we need to say to ourselves, God forbid that I would ever get to a point to think that someone's not as valuable as someone else. Because what, watch what he does. You ready? He says this. I lost them. Give me those back. Watch, watch what he does. You ready? He says, nay, no, I love the King James, nay, no, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. They're necessary, y'all. I, I joke all the time. I joke all the time. Zach Mabry was here just a while, just, just a couple weeks ago. I, I told him this. Uh, there is always, there's always a Rodney and a Wesley in every church. Every church I've been to, it was funny. When I was at Polier, that, kid, that kid's name was Rodney. <laughs> His name was Rodney. There was another young man that was just like, hey, there to serve, there to help. He was in Oakwoods. Every church I've been to, there's been that because, listen, you ready? They're necessary. And it ain't for you and I to decide. It is because God has got them here. Watch what happens. You ready? He says, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts are more abundant comeliness. All right, now I'm going to tell you something. I don't go around and say, well, you're very comely. All right, let me go and tell you what that word is. The, the word comely is going to be that of elegant or that of an elegant figure. It's going to have a shape to it. The uncomeliness is going to be deformed or it's going to be something that is shapeless. Okay. So now I got those words down for you. Now let's go back and think of it again. For instance, he says, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. That means those things that are not very appealing, they're more valuable to us than the things that are very appealing, very nice looking. For instance, you ready? Wow. My hair is lovely. All right. 
Or my eyes, they're blue. All right. But you ready, guys? I, I can't digest if I don't. I mean, my eyeballs ain't going to digest for me. Now, there's some of it that works with our stomach. Ain't that right, Micah? Yeah. <laughs> I did it. But you ready? But what we need to realize is, even though it's something that, that can't be seen, and really something that you don't want to see, but without it, you and I, we could not go. And what we need to realize is, is that God has got every person here for a reason. And whether, it doesn't matter what they look like, it doesn't matter how they act, how they talk. It, it, all that matters, number one, is that they're, is they're baptized in the Spirit, okay? And that, are hey, you ready? And they're of God. And you ready? And God has them here for a purpose. And they're necessary. Every part is necessary. And those parts that are uncomely, they deserve as much, if not more, honor than those things that are comely. Why? Because they're, more times than not, y'all, they're, they're helping way more than you believe. Watch what he does here. You ready? For our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. So that means it's the uncomely. That there should be, now who, who gave it? God. God's the one that did it. Verse 24, I underline that. Verse 25, that there should be no schism, no division. You ought to write that word down there. That there should be no division in the body, but that the members should, I underline the word should, have the same care one for another. Hold on a second. You ready? Have you ever gotten a shower? And as you're in the shower, you're, you're showering and you're going, you know what? I don't think I'm going to wash that pinky. I'm just going to let that one stay nasty. And you're like, you're like, well, yeah. Gonna, uh, hold on. Hold on, man. You're going to pick one side of your nose, but you won't pick the other side. You'll get all the boogers out of one side, but you'll leave all the boogers on the other side. That makes no sense. Hold on a second. You're going to clip your toenails on one side, but you leave the other toenails. You'll not let them grow like that, you know? That don't make no sense. And what happens is, hold on, you're going to put deodorant under one and not under the other. Some of y'all do that. And, and the problem is, is that's wrong too. What, what he's saying is he's saying, listen, you and I, if we have a proper understanding of the one body, the many members, then what we're going to do is we're going to love one another the way we ought to love one another. And we're going to love each other to where when one hurts, we all hurt. When one is happy, we'll all be happy. Romans chapter 12 says this, you'll weep with those that weep and you'll laugh with those that laugh. That's Romans 12, 15, if I remember that verse correctly. And what happens there is, Ty, is that when you and I get to that part, we become very sensitive of those that are around us. We become very aware. And our talk then becomes to a point of asking questions that really do matter, such as not, Micah, how are you doing? And Micah says, See, and then I'd go, okay. And then, then you go, how are you really doing, Micah? And then Micah goes, wow, Pastor Scott, I'm glad you're going to ask. But see, we find it to be okay with just the passing by. Well, I asked him how he was doing. He's the one that said he was good. It's his fault that he didn't tell me. No, normally what we do is we really don't want a real answer. What we really want to do is just be fake in our question because we really don't want to slow down enough to really hear what they've got to say. Because when the body hurts, one part of it hurts, the whole body hurts. 
Go poke yourself in the eye one time. I'll poke you in the eye if you want me to. And what you'll do is you'll get real mad at me. But I promise you, you're going to hurt. And you're going to, this hand's going to go up here if I poke that eyeball. And you're going to be mad at me. And you're going to go, that's not right. All right. But, hey, you ready? But it hurts. And what happens is, guys, is that comes with us, again, being sensitive, being aware. I, I, I'll ask you the question. You ready? I do this all the time. I, stole, I told this to our student leadership team just now. When, when was the last time you come in that door, you sat down in that chair, looked around to see who wasn't here, and you was concerned as to why they wasn't here? Well, see, that, that's how a body is. A body would do that. A body of one. Because a body of one is concerned about that pinky that's broke. Because when that jewel won't break down, you break her down and you get her in your pocket. If you don't, it'll get hung on your pocket. And then it kind of pulls around backwards and it even hurts worse then, okay? But see, I'm concerned enough to do that. Are you concerned enough to know where your, where your body is? Where your members are at? Well, what's what he does here. He says this. As you keep going down. And I kept underlining because this right here is where, verse 26. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. The, the word all there means all, y'all. Paul wasn't just jerking it around. Paul was being honest here. And the sad part is, is this church of Corinth and many of our churches today, we, we, we just keep moving on. There's no slowing down in suffering. He says, for one member be honored, we all, all the members rejoice with it. Because why would we do that then? Bella, well, the reason why we would do that is because in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and we'd find over there in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 or 7, he said there's a lot of oneness spoken of there. There's a lot of, of, of being of one accord. There's a lot of being, and, and hey, you ready? And that's what we ought to be about. But are we? Because now here he goes. I was going to write these on the board. What, 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 what's what he does? Verse 28. Oh, ver, verse 27. Let's not forget that. Now we are the body of Christ. I love that part. And members in particular. Remember, it was done by God's good pleasure. And God hath set some. Remember who done it. And God has set some in the church. First as apostles, secondarily as prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of the healings, helps. Y'all don't line the word helps because that's a big one. Governments, diversities, that's administration, that word governments there, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? No, that's impossible. Remember, that goes back to the part, are we all ears? No, we're not. Are we all eyeballs? No, we're not. That looks silly. Are we all of smelling or are we all of hearing? No, we're not. We are all different parts of this body, but we are one body. And what we need to do is understand this. God's put you where He's put you. You should be thankful for where He's put you. And you should be, hey, you should be able to find joy where it is that God has you. Yeah, but you don't understand, Pastor Scott. All I do is help. I have, I have a group of, of senior adults that help me almost every day, y'all. And they just do it for the fun of it. I, I would consider them under that of the part of helps. I could not do, I could not do the meals ministry, the sports ministries. I could not do the school ministries. I could not do many of the things I do without people, certain people that is willing to come alongside me. Not, hey, 
not have to call, not have to be called a deacon. That they don't care if they've got the role of a teacher applied to them. They don't care if they've been a, you know, the elder or, or they don't care if they, they don't need a title. All they want to do is do what? Be used by God because God's placed them here and as long as they're here, they want to be used by God. Because guys, we can't all be apostles and we can't all be prophets and you can't all be teachers because if that's the case, who's going to, be, who's going to learn if we're all teachers? He says this, he says, how, how all the gifts are healing, we, we can't do that. Do all speak with tongues? Thank God we don't do that. <laughs> Could you imagine all of us in here speaking of a different language? I mean, really, just think through it for a second. And, and then there's that occasional, um, maybe, maybe that occasional of the speaking of, of in the tongues. Uh, but I would tell you, my opinion is it's different languages. So, so we're all in here speaking that of different languages. That'd be pretty chaotic. I'd say that's like Tower of Babel. I mean, yeah, that's why they call it Babel. No, that's not the case. Do all interpret. And then what he does here. You ready? But cover earnestly the best gifts. Hey, you know what you need to do here? You need, I underword the word covet. That means um, to, to embrace earnestly the best gifts. Don't, don't take the gifts lightly. But I will say this. I do believe he puts them in order for a reason. I don't think there's any more apostles. That, that's, that's, that's gone with the disciples so if you're a part of the Nara movement, so that'd be like the Bethel Church, all right? That's going to be like Hillsong. That's going to be like the Morning Star out of Charlotte. Uh, that, they're, they're, they're of the New Apostolic Reformation. And so they believe that there's a, a, apostles alive today, all right? So I'm going to tell you, I, I, I don't think so, not according to what my word teaches me. But I do believe this. That in that it says secondarily prophets. That prophets there is speaking of that of, of people that is teaching the word. And I do think that because of what Second or First Corinthians tells me, I think it's First Corinthians, it would tell me that, that I am going to be held at a higher account for what I teach you. So therefore, because God has given me this gift, then I need to, hey, I, 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 need, to, I need to covet it earnestly. Don't make light of it. If God has given you a gift, don't make light of that gift. I used to know this young lady. I still know her. She just, we don't talk much anymore. Her and I used to work at a school together. Beautiful voice. I'm talking beautiful voice. But it was very difficult to get her to sing. And I told her one day, I said, listen, God has given you, man, what, what an amazing voice to lead people in worship. And for you not to use it, man, what a shame that you wouldn't use that gift. And her and I, we'd have conversations, deep conversations, because, hey, you know what? I'd love, I'd love to be able to sing like she sung, but with a man voice, you know, not a, you know, anyhow. I mean, that, to, to me, we need to, we need to be, we need to covet earnestly the best gifts, those gifts given by God. First Corinthians 14, listen to what he says, verse 1. He says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Follow, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. Desire those. You, you should want to know what it is, what gift God has given to you. 
If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he has not saved you to set. He has saved you to serve. And you at the age that you're in, guys, there's never too, you're never too young to learn what it is that God's called you for. You need to be in his word and you need to be seeking wise counsel. In his word and wise counsel. And yet, watch what he does here. And Joshua will pick this up next time. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Because he doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. What he does is he gets there and in in chapter 13, verse 1, he shows them real quick. Hey, you know what? You've you've built yourself up. You've you've prided yourself in in these wonderful gifts that you say that you have. But if you don't have love, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. Oh, you've got the gift of healing, but you don't love someone? you got nothing. And so that's where we'll pick up next week. Father, we love you. We thank you for our day. We thank you for this time where we've been able to have in your word. God, I pray, may we be students of your word. God, may we learn how to appreciate one another more. God, may we... May we understand that, Father, you've you've instilled in us, you've baptized us in that of that spirit, Lord. And God, you've given us life. You brought us to life. Lord, we were blind, Lord, up until that time. Children of disobedience. But now, Lord, you've saved us. You've given us the life. And now, God, I pray, may we appreciate one another. May we want to know what our gifts are, Lord. And may we want to use them, Lord, not for my glory, not for their glory. But God, may we use them for your glory. May it be all about you, Lord. Nothing about us. Lord, may we appreciate one another. May we be thankful for one another's gifts. Lord, may we always be mindful and aware that when one hurts, Lord, God, we all hurt. We struggle, Lord. We, we, we hurt with them. But then, Lord, when those that are honored, we honor, we're, Lord, we, we, we're right there with them. Lord, may it be so. And, Lord, we'll love you and we thank you. All these things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.